Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Glad you're here. Alex, how are you, man? I'm good. How about you? Excellent. You've got your cell phone voice on today. Cell phone voice coming from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yes, sir. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. What are you doing there? We are up in Amish country uh, doing a little family visiting Hershey Park. Nice. The Amish country and going for buggy rides and all that good stuff. And uh, you're going to see the world-famous Thomas the Tank Engine real soon, aren't you? Oh, yes. I almost forgot about Thomas. Yes. Going to go for a ride on Thomas. <laughs> I love Thomas. <laughs> yeah, my boy is 11 years old, and he grew up on Thomas, loves Thomas. and he, he doesn't play with it anymore, but when we're walking by a toy store and he sees a Thomas, he'll stop and look at it, you know? And sometimes he'll, oh, yeah. sometimes he'll say, hey, Dad, look at this. He, uh, Who does? Love Thomas. Well, you know, the cool thing is he loves trains, still does. And we're in Prague, and there's a lot of uh, trains, you know, in Europe. There's a lot of um, trams in anywhere you go. And uh, so it's he's in heaven right now. He loves watching these trains, and he studies the, the timetables, you know, so he knows which routes go where and what times and so anymore. I, I have an app. For that gives you train schedules and stuff and like which tram to get on to go where. Anymore, I just ask him, which one do we take again? And uh, he'll tell you. He knows which direction it goes. It's awesome. <laughs> Kids love trains. They they really do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, guys, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com to get all of our show notes, to get the transcription of this show. we got a great interview scheduled here with Jason Lucchese. And it's going to be awesome. We're going to be talking about finding off-market deals and wholesaling them from a virtual standpoint. And we've got show notes. We've got transcriptions. We've got a fast cash survival kit. You can download on how we do deals, how we wholesale deals, how we use virtual assistants, the marketing that we use. Even though we did that a few years ago, Alex, it's still something that we're doing today. And I haven't changed. Marketing direct mail still works. I still use virtual assistants. We were talking about Craigslist a little bit offline ago, a few minutes ago. I'm still using Craigslist. And uh, this business is, is really good. And uh, so go to Real Estate Investing Mastery to get the Fast Cash Survival Kit. Hey, Alex. Yeah, I am here. Today's my last day in Prague. You're going home, huh? Well, we're going to Barcelona, Spain. Oh, my That's right. And then, we're, and then we're going to southern France for about a week. But I'm kind of bummed. I'm sad. Why? You don't want to go back to St. Louis? Well, I do. I do. But um, I'm just going to miss Prague, you know? But that. Uh, now, I used right. to live on Prague Street. <laughs> oh, did you? Up. Really? Yeah, well, that was the name of my street in New York, yeah. <laughs> okay. Should we just jump into this interview with Jason? I think we should. Yeah, okay. Normally our, um, Jason, normally our chit-chat back and forth is a little more entertaining <laughs> than this. No worries, no worries. So I apologize to everybody. 
But glad to have you on, Jason. I, you know, Jason, I don't know if we've had you on our podcast before, have we? You know what? I don't think so. Um, but you know, I, I'm glad we were able to to get this on the schedule for now, and and you know, I'm I'm thankful that you guys invited me to be a guest. Well, I I am too, because I've been wanting to get you on a long time. I know we did a webinar with you a while ago. Yeah, uh, you had a system that you were promoting on finding deals through LinkedIn. It was called Asset Managers Millions. Great course. It was fantastic. Uh, Jason, you're a guy who does a lot of deals and you teach also as well. Um, I'm pretty sure, though, that the majority of your income comes from deals. You do a lot of deals. And the cool thing, the reason why I wanted to get you on is you're one of the, like, the, the nation's premier experts. And I'm not just saying that, but you're really, really good at, at finding off-market deals, you know, finding those deals that nobody else is seeing until it's maybe too late, right? Right, right. Yeah, these are deals that, you know, and I know we just mentioned Craigslist, which I, I, I absolutely believe Craigslist is is a great avenue. Um, I was actually going over some Craigslist strategies yesterday with some uh, private consulting uh, students, and it's a great tool. But we're, we're going to be discussing today, like, you know, these aren't deals on the MLS. These aren't deals on Craigslist. Uh, they're not circulated all over the internet. These are completely off market working through direct contacts. Yeah. And this is fantastic because, uh, people sometimes get annoyed like I do with (laughs) social media (laughs) Right. and, but for the people that are using it, it's a gold mine. Oh my gosh. And, uh, after talking to you about it, I'm thinking I need to look more into it, you know? But Jason, why don't you rewind a little bit? Sure. Talk about how'd you get started in real estate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, my my background is from the mortgage industry. I was in the mortgage industry from 2002 to about 2007, and I I left Joe when everything started erupting in the mortgage business because I was a uh, I was really high up with countrywide home loans. Everybody uh. everybody probably has heard of good old countrywide. And yeah. I was doing really well and we were closing a lot of deals. And then all of a sudden, you know, our president at the time, good old Angelo Mazzillo, announces some really negative news in April of 2007. And it completely demolished our stock. And what happened was the, the subprime market tanked August of 2007. And I'm like, oh crap, what am I, what am I going to do now? You know, I don't have a college degree. It's going to be really hard for me to do something else. So I, I waited a little bit longer. I, I actually put in my two week notice on December 31st of 2007. Wow. And we were, we were in New Jersey. Um, I was in New Jersey for about six months, decided my wife and I don't like it. So we decided to move back here to good old Indianapolis. We absolutely love the Midwest. Yeah. And I didn't really know what I was planning on doing. I know I actually, I took some stock courses. I thought I was going to start trading options and I did buy some educational courses along the way for real estate investing. Nothing really picked up until like probably April or May of 2008. And I really started focusing on short sales and, you know, getting into that 
niche at that time because that was really, really big in 2008 up until 2011. It was, you know, kind of like the big thing to do. And I was doing that, was really successful at it. And that, you know, that kind of propelled me to where I am uh, today with. Now, who's, how did you start learning about short sales? Whose courses were you buying? Yeah, no, absolutely. I bought a lot of courses. Um, and the, the one that really kind of stuck with me was the one from Nathan Jurowitz uh-huh. called Short Sales Riches. Yeah. And that was, that was a great course. I probably spent my, my fair share in courses. And out of all of them, that one kind of stuck out the most. And I read the manual probably three times. I went through the audios uh, probably two, three times. And instead of just continuing to to read and listen to the audios, I just went out there and, and started making it happen. I was introducing myself to real estate agents hmm. and seeing what kind of short sales they had for me because I didn't really have a budget, Joe. So yeah, yeah. to do direct mail was kind of something I wasn't able to do. I was at the courthouse once a week picking up new notice of default leads so I could go and do door knocking. And that's how I was able to build up my pipeline initially. I, I had like 40, 50 short sales that I was working on. And, you know, I, I started closing them and I was like, wow, this this really does work. And I was uh, super excited once I was able to get my first deal closed. Well, I want to I talk about this <clears throat> because um, I'm a big fan of education. I, I don't just say that because I sell education. Right. I've talked about this a lot in the podcast. I really believe it's important that you invest in your education. Um, now, you, so you were buying some courses on short sales. And, and those of you that know Nathan Jurowitz, we've had him on the show before. Great guy. Really, s- really smart. The guy's brilliant. Um, but sometimes he, he's got the personality that rubs people <laughs> the wrong way. You know, <laughs> like he's got uh, leopard print hair. And yep. the cool thing about Nathan is he just doesn't care what you think of him. Uh, right. At least you'll say that. Maybe he does. But uh, real nice guy. <laughs> and a lot of people looked at his course and thought, are you kidding me? Um, but here, we, here we're talking to a guy, Jason, guys, who bought Nathan's course. And no matter what you thought of it, because I remember at the time, this was in 2008, 2009. Yeah. Um, it was a very, what would you call it, polarizing. He was a polarizing guy and a polarizing course. And people would look at Nathan I'm not just picking on him, but would say things like, and, and look at the industry at large that were people were selling a lot of courses. And this is what's wrong with real estate right now. These guys, <laughs> you know, they're, they're hawking these courses and charging so much money for them. But you know what? The stuff worked. It does. It worked. And, and you may, there's a lot of people and I, I'll bet you a hundred bucks. Or I'll bet you a glass of iced tea. I'm starting to, <laughs> I have a gambling, I don't have a gambling problem. I'm just joking, but I'll bet you a glass of iced tea. That maybe of all the people that bought Nathan's course, only five percent actually made money with it. Does that mean that his course was bad? That it that uh, had junk in it? No, it it was it was good because guys like Jason here took what Nathan said and didn't understand everything, but just said I'm going to do it anyway, and starts calling up realtors, you know, and starts getting these short sales referred to him. I love it. I, I, that gets me excited. No, and you know what, Joe? It, and those numbers are very, very accurate. You and I both know that from being educators in this in this business. 
To be honest with you, I probably spent, before I really started taking off with real estate, I probably spent close to 40 grand Hmm. on real estate education courses. And the reason why I would probably say that those courses didn't work was because of me. Yeah. I, I had, geez, I probably had like six, seven courses at one time. And you and I both know you can't be doing seven different strategies at once as a brand new investor to this business. Right. So what I ended up doing was I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to make this work, I need to focus on one strategy uh-huh. and just really focus on that one program. And I'm a big believer on education too. You know, I still invest in education today. I am in masterminds. I am in coaching programs. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to work with people that are higher than me in a sense of they've been doing this business and they're very successful. And that's the way you learn. That's the way you improve. Because if if Joe and I were just to say, hey, we're happy with where we're at right now, and, and I'm not saying we're not happy with our lives, but if you don't continue to grow, it's really hard for you to really improve your your business, your lifestyle, and really just have that sense of, of freedom. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. Um, and I'm writing some notes here because we, we interviewed uh, Jason Medley, who we both know yeah. uh, recently, and we talked about on that podcast, focus will make you rich. Yeah, it will. And bottom line, and this is another one of my favorite quotes, you can't go broke making money. Right, right. You can't go broke making money, and sometimes you've got to learn how to focus on one thing at a time. And I like the uh, the whole concept because this is it's easy for me to get distracted. But when I was getting started in real estate, I had a ton of courses, and it wasn't until I buckled down and I said, "You know what? I'm just going to focus on one thing." And for me, that was Chris Chico's course on virtual wholesaling. Yep, and uh, Steve Cook's course on wholesaling for quick cash, I think, is what it was. And Steve Cook took it more from a make offers on the MLS, and Chris Chico was postcards. And I just said, I, 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 I stopped looking at anything else, and I just took what Chico said, and I said, I'm going to do this come hell or high water. And guess what? It started working. I didn't like it. Yep. I, I thought that. I knew better. I tried to. I wanted to change things. I wanted to change the postcard. I wanted to use a different script. I wanted to use a different contract. I thought I could figure it, piece together all these other things I was getting from these other courses, put it together, but uh, that just wasn't working. And my story is very similar to yours. When I started focusing on yep. one strategy, one course, one strategy, guess what? Bam! Started doing deals, doing a lot of them, and, and I've never yeah. looked back since. It's amazing how that works, right? <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, so you were doing short sales then in 2008, right? 2009? That's what, Yeah, that's when things really started taking off for, for me, and it was focusing on short sales. Uh-huh. And you know what? Jason Medley was, was a part of that. He was right. funding my transactions with, with his company, iVisionary. That's and right. That introduction came from Nathan. A lot of great introductions came from Nathan just from, you know, really doing the business and he really liked that. And that's how you and I met was through Nathan. That's Joe. right. That's right. That white. <laughs> you know, he was such a he he introduces people 
to to other like-minded individuals. And I, I remember you and I started doing stuff in 2011, 2012. So. <laughs> That's right. Nathan called me up. And I was shocked to get a call from Nathan. He's like, hey, dude, check out this guy, Jason. Promote his stuff. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> that's how he was he's really short and to to the point right you know that's that's what helped us uh get to know one another jason how many short sales did you do in those couple years you were really focusing on them we did and i say we because i had a, a negotiation staff i had a couple bpo agents we completed close to 230, 240 short sale transactions. That's amazing. 230. And what would you say your average profit on each of those deals was? Oof. Uh, you know, some of them were goose eggs. I'm not going to I'm not going to even say like every single deal was a home run, but on average I would say between 18 and 22,000. Wow. So just run the numbers here. 230 times 18 grand. That is four what four point a little over four million dollars. And well, the the thing with that is too the the negotiators would get paid twenty percent. Uh-huh. My BPO agents would get paid fifteen percent, and then I would have obviously real estate agents sure, that would get sure. their their commissions as well. So that's not all mine, but. You know what the great thing about that was, Joe, is I, I really took what Michael Gerber said in Emith, and I really set up a business to actually run yeah. while it didn't need me to be in it. Uh-huh. So the business was constantly running. New business would be coming in. We would have a system in place that, okay, now it starts with the negotiator. Boom. Then it goes to this. Then it goes to this. So we, we kind of McDon- like McDonaldized hmm. the, the short sale business for us so that I could eliminate myself just like how you are. You're in Prague right now spending time with your family. You're, you're traveling a lot, which is awesome. Yeah. And you can do that because you have the right systems in place. Yeah. And you've got the right tools working for you whether or not you are in your business or not. So important. You know, I just interviewed Than Merrill a couple uh, episodes ago by the time people are listening to this. And uh, he just released a book with Michael Gerber, The E-Myth for Real Estate Investors. And I bought it. It's actually sitting at home in St. Louis waiting for me. But you're absolutely right. You've got to have systems in place so your business can run. And and that's why, yeah, okay, you're you're maybe netting 30 to 40% of that $4 million dollars. But how much, you know, were you working 50, 60 hours a week? Were you killing yourself oh, to do that? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It was, I, I wasn't even putting in full-time hours. Yeah. You know, I was, I was putting in, you know, maybe, maybe 30 hours a week. And that, that was at, at best. Nice. Because what, what I would do still is I would go around speaking mainly in the Midwest at real estate agent offices, presenting to them what I do and Wait, did how you, I do it as a real estate investor. Did you say you were putting in 80 hours a week? No, no, 30. 30, okay, I, I, I misunderstood. <laughs> that, that, would, that would be uh, the complete opposite of okay. what I was just talking about. That would be, yeah, I would hate myself. No, no, uh, so you were, you were working 30 or so, but you were spending a lot of time 
talking to realtors and yes. selling. Okay, so you were focusing on the revenue generating activities, the highest and best use of your time. Yeah, so I, I would be going around speaking at, you know, it was a lot of Keller Williams offices. Uh, there was a lot of Coldwell Banker offices in there. You know, it would mainly be Michigan, Illinois, Indiana. I uh, did Ohio and Kentucky. And I would speak at these offices and they would typically have anywhere between 30 and 60 agents attend. Wow. And I would always receive probably 20% of the room. The agents would come to me and they would want to start focusing on finding short sales for me, wow. for the business. Wow. And that's what really started taking things off. And all of those ideas came um, a lot from me learning from Nathan and also expanding on top of it. Because I know he was doing the, the presentations, but I wanted to take it a step further. So I started reaching out to other spheres of influence and I just started doing these presentations at these offices and it wasn't wasn't that big of a hassle. I, I actually enjoyed it and we were able to get a bunch of business from it. Excellent. So okay, when for you, when did the short sales kind of start dying in your business? In twenty eleven there there was a new legislation that came out with short sales and you know it's not like it was something that completely held me back, but it was the the deed restrictions where, you know, they would put these clauses in that said, Hey, you can't flip it for 30 days. And then it started getting worse. It started saying 60 days or 90 days. And I wasn't really doing a bunch of rehabs at the time. So I didn't have a bunch of capital to where I could take these properties, rehab them and then flip them. It just wasn't something that I was prepared for. So with the new legislation in process, I needed to really kind of take a step back and see how was I going to proceed forward with with doing this business still because I, I really wanted to stay in the business. And that's when I started really focusing on finding off-market deals yeah. through several different sources, either it be banks, hedge funds, private equity firms, portfolio lenders, or even one of our biggest ones is private sellers. We just reach out to people and you'd be amazed, Joe, that people have these packages and they're their own deals that they might have been, they might have had in their own portfolio for 10, 15 years. And they're wanting to now liquidate and sell off their, their private income producing portfolio. It's, it's pretty cool. Now, when you say private sellers, are you talking about um, people that own a portfolio of properties? Would you be finding them through direct mail, or what are you what are you talking about? Because you're you're lumping in private sellers kind of with yep. the banks yep. and then the the asset managers and stuff like that. What, I, clarify that a little bit more for me. Sure, and you know one of the cool things that we talked about offline before before we started was you know the Facebook groups with Alex and. You know, I find a lot of private sellers on Facebook groups. Hmm. You know, I reach out to them. We we make a friend connection, then I reach out to them. I see if they have any deals that they're looking to sell. I do the same thing with LinkedIn groups, and I can do that from wherever I want. You know, I could do it here at my home office, or if I was with you right now in Prague and you're like, "Jason, show me how to do this." We can do it, and it wouldn't matter where we would be. And the great thing about that is 
I, I don't send out mail to them. I can, but I'm reaching out to people that, you know, say they're a real estate investor, either on LinkedIn or their Facebook profile. And I'm, I'm sending them a message. We're getting in contact with one another and I'm seeing if they have any deals or if they're looking to buy deals. So I, either way, I'm either finding a new seller or I'm finding a new buyer through the private seller or private buyer route. So you're, you're just basically networking and asking the questions. Do you have any deals that you're wanting to sell or are you looking yeah. to buy any deals? Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the, you know, we're finding a lot of private sellers, but we're also finding a lot of cash transactions. You know, yesterday, um, a, a private coaching student of mine, we both got on the phone and I wanted to show her how easy it was to just pick up the phone and call this person. And the, they just rattled off everything that they were looking for, how much they were looking to spend. I verified that they were a real cash buyer. And now this student of mine has a new cash buyer just by using the LinkedIn and Facebook uh, strategies that I showed her. Oh. It, it's just absolutely amazing. She She could have been anywhere. You know, I was, I'm in Indianapolis and that person was, you know, 300 miles away from me. I love it. And I love the fact that you're actually picking up the phone. <laughs> yeah. You know, because so Absolutely. many people are just par- either, either terrified of the phone or are just too lazy. They don't want to pick up the phone and talk to people. No, it's, it's true. And you know, what I typically do is for a, a lot of our people, is I'll pick up the phone, show them what I say. Like, I'm not a, a public speaker. I, I don't speak on a level like Tony Robbins or anything. I'm not super polished. But I get on the phone and I, I just talk to them. I just ask them super basic questions that anybody can do. It's so simple. And I just, just pick up the phone. And when people hear me do that, I do my my coaching calls uh, once a week on on Wednesdays. And I'll typically... You know, if somebody needs me to call like a, a seller or a buyer, you know, I'll show them exactly what to do. You know, we'll, we do a go-to webinar. I'll pick up my phone, call the person. And when I'm done with the conversation, they're like, oh. And it's kind of like an oh, like that was, that was pretty simple. You know, <laughs> I may, I'm trying to overcomplicate this. And it's just when you overcomplicate things, that's when you really get – you drive that – fear into yourself. And that's when people like do not proceed forward. And what I try and give people and you do this too, Joe, I I follow you. You know, you're a great educator. Everybody that's listening to this knows, or if they don't, you know, you are an expert in this field and you know this as well as I do, that if you don't start making that action move forward, you're never going to get up from your chair. You're never going to pick up the phone. And you just need to do it. That's what I did. You did it. Yeah. Um, that's just what happens. You can't you steer. Have... You can't steer a parked car. No, exactly. You can't. It's going to be really tough, but you're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can, but you're not going to go anywhere. Um, <laughs> all right. So, talk a little bit about LinkedIn, would you? Uh, you you had this fantastic course, Asset Manager Millions, and um, in there you talk. And by the way, you are still revising that it's still it's still valid even though it's been a couple of years since you created it um and you're you're working on um 
revising that and adding in even more components to it, which I love. You're not sending direct mail. You're finding people that have deals, right? And you're connecting with them through online social media. And eventually you're picking up the phone and talking to them, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so you're not doing direct mail. You're not sending postcards. Maybe you are, um, but you're, that's not what really what your your main focus is right now. But so t- talk a little bit about your LinkedIn strategy as an example of kind of what you're talking about. You go to LinkedIn and you do what? Sure. And you know the the one thing I will tell you is I keep making the enhancements to the program because LinkedIn is always changing up their their user platform. And if I'm not staying up to date on that, you know, our people are going to be like, dude, how do I do this? You know, they just change this. So that's why I'm always staying in tune with it. I'm constantly doing this business. Uh So the way we do it, Joe, is you really have to have a really good profile to begin with. This is what I always tell our folks is make sure you have a picture Make sure you have a background. You know, when, you know, three years ago, you weren't able to add a background. Now you could add a background. A, I, you could call it either a background or a header. You just have to make sure you put in some of the, the proper keywords in your title. Okay. And what I tell people is start going into groups. Find the right real estate investing groups. And I, I tell people, you could go on to my profile and you could enter and join all of the same groups that I'm in. It's not a big deal. It's so simple to do. And there's so many groups out there that have, you know, 200,000, 300,000, uh, half a million plus members in these groups. Now, you and I combined, Joe, even if we hired a bunch of virtual assistants, it's going to be tough to reach out to that many people. But the cool thing is, if you reach out to 10 people from what I'm seeing right now, you're going to get about a 40% response rate wow. from from you just sending out some simple messages to people. That's that's crazy. What are the what are the simple messages you're sending? You know, the the basic one that I send in the subject line and what the the key is to only send this off to one person at a time. I don't I don't send out group messages to people on on LinkedIn when I'm sending a message because it takes away from you sending out a direct message to them that's just for them. So what I say in the subject line is let's connect, okay? And then in the in the actual message, you know, let's just say I was sending one to you, Joe. I'd be like, hey, Joe, my name is Jason Lucchese. I saw that we were in the same group together, Real Estate Wholesaling Mastery. And I want to reach out to you as I saw you are a real estate investor and in I'm coming across a lot of off-market properties. Let's connect as soon as possible. And then I just put uh, talk soon, comma, Jason. Huh. And the response rate is pretty pretty big. That sounds, now, really, that sounds really complicated. <laughs> so Yeah, exactly. Well, well, who are you looking for, though? I'm looking for – so if I'm looking for cash buyers – you know, I always recommend to people if they're if they're wanting to wholesale, make sure you have your cash buyers lined up first. Right. So, what I'm doing is I'm looking in these groups for real estate investors, and I'm going in there sending messages off to the real estate investors first within the groups. Once I've lined up three, four, or five cash buyers, 
Then I will start going and looking for people that are directly at banks, hedge funds, private equity firms, uh, portfolio lenders, and also private sellers. And the, the way I do that, well, with let me rephrase. With banks, there's several different terms for the titles that they go by. I'll, I'll give you guys right now some of the titles. Good. You know, you've got asset manager, you've got portfolio manager, you've got loan workout officer, you've got special assets manager. And then some of them can go by credit or uh, some sort of a risk analyst. So the you know you could go by a credit risk analyst at the banks because what they're doing is they're analyzing the type of debt that they have on their balance sheet huh. to see if they would like to liquidate any of it. So those would be like the main top five titles that you can you can actually go and search for people that have that in their title. And I can tell you it's going to be a few million people. Uh, just asset manager and portfolio manager alone, there's going to be like three million. You know, when you and I did that, Joe, the, the presentation about three years ago, yeah. asset manager was right around 550,000 people. Now, if you go in and type in asset manager in the title, it's like well over a million. Wow. So the growth on LinkedIn has grown exponentially. Okay. It's, it's really it's really cool. Um, but those are the titles that I would recommend people use if they would like to to start finding those people on LinkedIn. You could also do the you could also do that somewhat on Facebook, but the best bet for you is to go into the groups and start connecting with the right people. Okay. That sounds like it's pretty simple and straightforward. Uh, you you yep. connect to people that either have deals to sell and a bank manager or a asset manager would be somebody that would be like that. And then you can also find the buyers. And then Correct. I imagine once you get in touch with them and, you know, you talk to them, there, there's more involved with that, right? I mean, you have to keep on kind of reminding them that you're still out there, don't you? Do you do, you do any kind of follow-up? Do you keep in touch with them? What do you do there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're going to love this because I know you're, you're, you're big with using systems and so am I. LinkedIn now has a system set up on their own platform to where you can set up reminders for when you should follow up with these people. So hmm. say, for instance, Joe, you and I started talking today and we started talking about all the things that we can work on. But you're like, you know what? I need to, to kind of reevaluate you know, what I'd like to sell these properties for. And then I'd be like, Joe, is it OK? Could I follow up with you? in the next you know, seven days. And you, you were like, sure, that's fine. So what I would do is I would set a reminder in LinkedIn and I would follow up with you because I would get a reminder to my email and I'd also get a reminder for when I would log into LinkedIn. Hey, give Joe a call. He said he would be ready in seven days or he would be ready to talk more. And that's a cool thing because it's setting up reminders for you to follow up with the key individuals that you're either wanting that you're wanting to do business with, either from hey hey cash buyer I've got these deals or Mister Seller hey I can take those off your I can take those off your you know your lap you know type of deal. So 
the reminders in LinkedIn are, are totally awesome. I, I absolutely love that feature that they've added. You know, I was thinking about while you're talking and reminding people, um, one of my business partners, Peter Vexelman, has done this a lot for years and still does it, where he just keeps a, a list of emails of everybody that he connects with, and mainly in the Atlanta market. Now he's starting to do deals in Florida. And this is really, really important. You guys listening should write this down. Just has a list of everybody that he connects with, whether they're a buyer, an investor, works at a bank, a lender, mortgage broker, property manager, wholesalers, realtors, and asset managers, and everybody else in between, right? Just keeps them all into one list. And once a week, he sends an email to everybody on his list and says, hey, how you doing? Peter here. Do you have any deals? I'm looking to buy. Do you got anything? Just a simple one, two-sentence email. He's always mixing it up. And every week when he sends that out, he gets deals. Every week. Because somebody just, you know, maybe it's a realtor or a property manager, and they just talked to some seller a few minutes ago or an hour ago that sent them this property and it needs too much work or they're just too busy and they don't want to sell it and work on it. And they get your email and they say, you know what, I just talked to Jack I'll send this guy over to Joe. And uh, it's just keeping yourself in front of them. It's a simple weekly email yep. that he sends out. I think it's powerful. It's incredible. And and when I was working with uh, a friend of mine, Rick Hine, I interviewed him on the podcast recently. That's what we did. We started off with just building a buyer's list, start building a list of other wholesalers and realtors and property managers. And once a week, we'd send out emails, hey, do you got any deals? We're looking to buy in these areas. And we actually stopped doing marketing. We stopped doing direct mail because we were getting so many leads from the referrals, from these people that were bringing them to us. I love it. And referral business is the absolute best. It's the highest and most quality type of business you're going to get in any, in any niche within any business. Right. So it, it's awesome that, that you say that. And you know, I learned early on within my my career being in the in the mortgage business that you need to be constantly following up with people because you and I both know sometimes you're not going to close the deal on the first touch. And I've always been told that it takes at least 5 touches for somebody to feel comfortable with you. And what I mean by a touch is Either you are corresponding through email, so there is some, so you send an email, they send an email back, I count that as a touch, or you call them, they pick up the phone, you guys talk, or maybe you send out a direct mailer, they call you from that. Those are touches, in my, in my opinion. And the more you, you do, the more that person's going to be confident and comfortable with you to do business with you, mm-hmm. okay? And that, that's what I always learned in the mortgage business, even if I had a mortgage going through my pipeline, I would just give a simple phone call to the person and just give them an update. Hey, I just want to let you know, I just submitted everything to underwriting. I should have an update in a couple of days. I will give you a call. And that goes a long way because I had to learn the the hard way, Joe, my first two deals ever, I was getting ready to close them. And they went and closed with somebody else, and I didn't know that because I didn't call them in three weeks. <laughs> so it goes to show yeah. that it, just by doing simple, simple little follow-up that you can lose business to a, a competitor. 
or you can lose it to another individual in the business. So, so that's really important. You guys should definitely jot down follow-up. And the, the thing we, we started off with in the beginning when we talked about Jason Medley, focus is huge. Making sure you, you call those people and you focus on making sure that happens you know, every morning. You know, you, what I typically do, Joe, is, you know, I love using the internet. I love using our softwares and tools, but I still go back to the thing that really kind of helped me a lot with staying organized. And that was every night before I, I shut down my, my desk for the day is I write down the top five things that I need to get done for the next day. I put it on a hmm. yellow That's good. notepad, That's good. like a legal size notepad. I put the date and I put what I need to get done for the next day. And that, that helps out quite a bit with staying organized because us as business owners, you know, we sometimes get caught up in the, the three different hats yeah. of being the, the manager, the, the technical aspect and the entrepreneur. And we need to make sure that we we're, we're making sure that the hats are, are properly on and that everything is moving forward. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, so, you know, really what you're talking about, Jason, is just going back to the basics. It's going yeah. back to the basics and networking with people, getting on the phone and talking to people. One of my uh, friends calls it getting belly button to belly button. <laughs> yeah, I like, that. I like that. That's funny. <laughs> and, it, you know, it may be on the phone. It doesn't have to be physical. <laughs> it doesn't have to be physical. And for some of us, that's easier than others to get belly button to belly button. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's what it is. It's just that uh, with this with Internet and technology today, it's easy to kind of hide behind email. Um, it's easy to hide behind Facebook or Twitter or Periscope. We're talking about Periscope <laughs> earlier. Uh, right. But getting that kind of um, connection with people where they get to know you. And, and, you know, the more deals you wholesale, you're going to find that it's just going to be a handful of buyers. You may have a list of 2,000 buyers, but it's going to be like those four or five guys that are going to buy most of your deals that you can just send a text message to or make a quick phone call, and they trust you. They don't even have to look at the house. They'll just say, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. And uh, that's that's kind of that's the place where we need to – be and, and focus. And again, I was talking about Peter. He, he hooked me on this phrase called being brilliant at the basics. And it just, just keeping it simple. And whoever's the most brilliant at the most basic things is going to have the most success. And uh, you can stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> so, like it. so Jason, um, what are you doing these days? What kind of deals are you? I mean, I you're, we were talking about sh- uh, getting involved with short sales, and then you're going into getting off-market deals. Is that your? St- you're just doing regular wholesaling? Are you buying and holding, rehabbing? What are you doing now? No, you know, with all the strategies out there, I've I really have my business dialed in for for three categories, and that's wholesaling, fix and flips, and also buy and holds. Huh. And I focus on all three. Okay. And it doesn't really matter where I am when I'm doing the transactions. I've got teams in place to to do the fix and flips. Wholesaling, that, you know, that's something that could be ran from anywhere as well. And then the buy and holds is something I, I constantly am always trying to build up my own portfolio because 
the longevity of us being in this business is not from, you know, the, the two or three wholesales we do every month. It's what we do with the money and how we invest in ourselves and within our, our business. And that's with the long-term wealth of actually owning real estate that brings in money, income on a monthly basis. Talk about what are your goals with your long-term buy and holds. I mean, how many properties do you really want to own before you can quote unquote retire? Oh goodness. Um, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a great question that I, I have not really put, uh, put, you know, a pen to paper on with what I would like to see. You know, that's, I would love to own, you know, a few apartment buildings. I would still love to own single family residences. Do I have a number? Shoot. I really don't. But it, it, since you're putting me on the spot with this, Joe, I'll yeah. probably venture to say I would love to have 100 properties. And that could be uh, apartments included and single family residences that I have completely free and clear yeah. that are, are generating a very, you know, a very good income on a monthly basis because eventually I want my my children to get in this business if they want to. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> and I would like to, you know, obviously leave something behind uh for them that they can that they can be able to to have and maintain and have that income coming in on the on a monthly basis. But, you know, with anything that goal could change. Um a hundred properties uh could absolutely change and it could it could go up. But I don't I don't know if we'll ever eventually re- retire from this business. I think you and I both would get really really bored. Um, <laughs> we'd get bored. Now trust me, taking a month or two off, I have no problem doing that, but I, I would probably get bored after after a while. Yeah. And it's not like I'm, you know, super entrenched in the business right now. It's a, it's fairly simple once you get everything up and running for yourself. So, I know I kind of <laughs> went a little long-winded on that answer for you well, but it's, it's important for people to think about cuz you know let's say you only get 20% of your goal and you only have 20 properties free and clear no debt you know you're looking at 15 to 20 grand a month in passive income well yep. maybe not passive uh because you have to manage those properties obviously but you're looking at 10 to 20 grand a month in income and if you have zero debt you can live very, very comfortably on that. And the, cool, oh, yeah. the, the great thing about that, when I look at that thinking, you know what, that's really not that hard to achieve. And if we no. start early, uh, if we start now, even if you're in your 40s and 50s, if you just started now, you could easily build that kind of a portfolio in five to 10 years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. And you can live, if you just, I mean, look at the numbers. You look down, you write down everything, the essential things that you have to have. Uh, Water, food, um, Netflix, and... (laughs) Netflix. What else? $150 a month cell phone bill, all right? Like the things you have to have, and you just total that stuff up, it's not that much. You can live very nice, take a vacation for like four really nice vacations a year, and and do that pretty easily on ten grand a month if you have zero debt, and then how how many houses do you need to make ten grand a month? Um, Twenty, let's say. I don't know. Well, how okay if you ha- if you were to pay fifty grand for each of those twenty houses, that's a million bucks, isn't it? 
or yeah, let, let's, something like let's that. Let's say what if, if you needed if you if you needed ten thousand bucks a month, and let's just say like average a lot of average rent here in Indy is right around seven fifty. Uh-huh. So if we did uh ten thousand divided by seven hundred and fifty bucks, just t- just take a guess at how many houses that is. Eight. Ten. Close, close. Thir- Thirteen houses 13. you would need to have ten grand coming in on a monthly basis. Right. Now obviously you're gonna have taxes and property management and Correct. vacancies and stuff, right? So double that number. You need twenty six. So what's the average what's the average cost of a house in Indy right now that will get you seven hundred and fifty a month in rent? I would say anywhere between forty five and sixty five thousand dollars per month. All right, so or six, not per month, per per acquisition. Right. So let's say you need you get twenty five houses, twenty five times fifty grand. You're looking at one point two million. Okay. To live very comfortably. Most people look at their portfolio in retirement and think, oh, I gotta have like five million dollars in the bank. And they've got to be all invested, diversified, and um, they've got to be in the stocks and they've got to f- and mutual funds. And you really don't, right? You just buy like one house a year. Maybe, what if you bought like one house every three months? You could have those 26 homes in, in a few years. And then you just take the extra cash flow that you're making if you borrow money and you pay those down as quickly as possible. Uh, anyway, how did we get on that? But the, the no it's a great topic i absolutely love it more people need to know yeah about the the strategies like the strategies i go over joe on how to build up that that real that wealth that you can create for yourself on a monthly basis it's just like people need to realize like you know it's great trust me it's great doing flips it's great doing wholesales and you make that big check but it, it to me what's more important is making sure that i have money coming in on a monthly basis, whether or not I work or not. Sure, sure. Absolutely right. So, Jason, what are some key takeaways people can get? You know, we've talked, we've been bouncing all over the place, but, you know, mainly we've been talking about finding these off-market deals and networking and building relationships with people. And what are some things that, what are some action steps that people can take after listening to what we talked about here? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the the thing I would recommend first and foremost is if you're going to be reaching out to people on LinkedIn and Facebook, make sure that you have, you know, a picture up there and make sure you have your, your profile completely set up. Then what I would do from there, start reaching out to people, start getting a, a, a message out to these individuals, either it be individuals with, you know, a real estate investor title or some of the titles we went over with people at banks, hedge funds, all that type of stuff. Uh-huh. Start reaching out to them and seeing what kind of responses you get and see what kind of deals you could start formating. You know, the the big thing with me, Joe, is a lot of brand new people think they need to have a, a huge, gigantic cash buyers list. And I say, just start building like three, four or five of them at once. And then then we can start growing it from there. You know, you don't need a big gigantic list at once. So start doing that. You know, make sure you're reaching out to people on the Facebook groups. Okay. Uh And, you know, you may even want to form your own group on Facebook and or LinkedIn and start having people come to you as the the expert, the authority figure. 
it's not really it's not hard to do. You could just create a, a group on either Facebook or LinkedIn. It's free, and you could just start inviting people to the group. You don't have to be a you don't have to be a genius to do that either. I mean, look at no. Alex Youngblood and wholesaling houses <laughs> full time. Look look at me. I, I'm <laughs> not a genius either. So it you know. I think my group has like 2,500 members on it. And I did absolutely, I haven't been doing any growing on it lately. And people are just seeing other people joining and they're like, oh, I'm going to join that group too. <laughs> so it's just, uh, it's it's really cool, the power of of the internet and what you can what you can put together wherever you are at. You know, some people, Joe, say, oh, my market's not that great. You know, it it doesn't matter which market you're in because you could find a market that does work for you. So, oh man, yeah, I could go on and on and on about that. I was just talking to a client today in a really competitive market in the middle of the country, and you know, he's wholesaling houses at eighty cents on the dollar. Okay, yeah, and guess what? He's finding deals. How? Why? Because he's answering his phone and he's talking to people. Hello, that's <laughs> right. it. <laughs> he's answering his phone and he's talking to people and he's got buyers. He's got a good buyers, not a ton of them. He's focusing on a small little narrow niche and he's got buyers there that want properties and he knows what they'll pay for. So he sends out a little bit of marketing. He's not doing this stuff that we were talking about, but he's sending out some postcards and letters, not getting a very big response because it is a competitive area, but all of those calls are going right to his cell phone and he's talking to them when they call. And uh, he's just putting deals together. <laughs> but uh, that's, it's really that simple. That's the point I want to make sure everybody gets, gets, uh, understands. Yep. Um, I like it, Jason. I like it a lot. And what's a good place where people can go to get in touch with you and to get more information about you and what you do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've got you know, some, some great books that we have for free that are going to be that are going to be coming up on uh, the site here soon for my jasonlucchese.com. It's, it's a blog. We're updating it as we speak, and it should be complete here soon. But you can go over there, um, enter your information. We've got some, some free books that we'll send to you on, on wholesaling and some other information for how to get in direct with, with asset managers, hedge funds, all that great stuff. And that's that's going to be something that I will have available just for the individuals that are listening to this podcast right now. Cool. Or, or if you wanted to go to Amazon, they are for sale. But if you go to the site, um, because you're a listener of, of Joe's uh, podcast here, you could just get it for free. Jason Luch Casey. So, but to spell that is yes, Jason L U. Go ahead, you do it. <laughs> it's L U C C H E S I. Than .com. Yeah, and we'll have that in the show notes at realestateinvestingmastery.com. But again, Jason, L-U-C-C-H-E-S, as in Sam, I.com. Jason Lucchese. Yep. And get these free books. What are some of the books that you're, gonna be, that you're talking about? Well, one, one of the big ones is I just released our, our book on showing people how to get direct with hedge funds and the banks, the private uh, equity firms. Ah. That's a that's a huge one in there. You could get the the in, the messages I use. You can see how I get in direct contact with them. So it's it's a solid 
it's a solid book. It's not going to take you weeks to read. It's like maybe 20, 25 pages at most. You could bang it out in a day and it's filled with what I like to call aha moments and golden nuggets. Nice. So you're going to get a lot of great stuff out of it for sure. I like it. Okay, again, jasonlucchesi.com, L-U-C-C-H-E-S-I.com, or go to our show notes at realestateinvestingmastery.com. Get a transcription of this podcast and get these links that we're talking about with Jason. I've known Jason for a good four years now, and he's the real deal. I've seen the deals that he's doing. I've seen the videos that he does, the education that he has. It's top-notch, and uh, I'm real proud of the work that Jason's doing in the industry, and he's one of the good guys. I really believe that. And Thank you. Uh, cool. I think I'll see you sometime soon at the um, maybe one of the next masterminds. Cool, Jason. Well, thanks for having me, Joe. All right, take care, guys. See you all later.